It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. Hey guys, welcome to... Do you the, forget which one it was? The finale. <laughs> forget which ghost? <laughs> no, no which I'm podcast? just taking a, I'm taking a moment. Oh, dramatic. Excuse yes, me, dramatic pause. Yes, it was pause. a dramatic pause. My goodness. I'm guys, one. welcome to the finale <laughs> of the Lovecraft Country Season 1 season of the First Time Show. This is it. Welcome to the end. Welcome to the end. It's been a wild ride. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> we've uh, we've seen some monsters. We learned a thing or two about our tainted, horrible past. As a nation. As a nation. We got to go to some cool events. I got a VR headset. Oh, that's right. I got nothing. Can you tell me about the experience of seeing this episode at the drive-in? Yeah. Um, we Alana and I saw this episode last week, or early this past week, mm -hmm. on Wednesday or something, right? Mm -hmm. Just days early. We saw it days early. And, um, uh, you know, we left the – we the experience was super cool. HBO went all out. They put up like neon signs and like big giant billboards that said like, when in Lovecraft country, be sure to check out the monster shop or something. And like, you know, like um, old timey cool billboards. We posted some photos on our Instas and shit. Um, and then there were men that were like window washers that were like cleaning your windows. And they were all and they dressed were all in 1950s, character. super yeah. in character. In these jumpsuit, 1950s jumpsuits. Did you tip them? I wanted to, but I I felt like they w anytime I've ever tried to tip someone who's working an event like that, they always go like, "Please don't, we'll get fired." <laughs> <laughs> Please, we'll get fired. Um. Anyway, uh, it was a really cool event, and then and on the radio they had like fake ads placed yeah. every few songs because you have to turn the radio on for a drive-through because that's how you hear the movie to a certain station. Yeah. And the whole thing was catered. It was all like no like free rights, nineteen fifties music, sounding music, and it would have all these radio ads and like back to the DJ this person. Yeah, and it would go like When in Lovecraft Country, be sure to like there'd all be all these like little fun... <laughs> All of your memories start with When in Lovecraft Country. I don't yeah, even remember them saying they, that once. They totally said that. <laughs> okay. It was cool. I believe you. <laughs> um That was the, this lunchbox Steve is holding up if you're watching the video is the like Treats bag, they gave us equivalent. This, they gave yeah, us. They oh, gave let me let me stuff. grab one of those sneakies. There you go. One of the things in there was this scarf handkerchief thing, which I think is because COVID, people are wearing these a lot. But look how cool the details <laughs> are. We've got Woody on it. Oh, that's it, very cool. Very and cool. And the monster arm. I'm gonna open cutie. these cards on the these show little guys. too, because what the hell even are they? But this lunchbox is like super industrial yeah, that's like very cool it's really legit it's like it's it says and it says lovecraft country or it says hbo hbo on and there were little magnets when you go back to work are you going to carry your lunch yeah. in that? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely and it came with oh show them that so cute this glass hand sanitizer bottle 
and it says, Bottled in Lovecraft Country. <laughs> Should I get the sodi? And it's got like an old timey kind of, wow. yeah, sure. No, you don't have to do that. And then they gave us this little air freshener, Lovecraft Country, fresh, fragrant, and... That's for your car. Masks I don't like air the smell of fear. <laughs> it's you like, haven't smelt it yet? No, it's it's it says Lovecraft. You gotta put it, it says Lovecraft pines on it, so I'm assuming it smells like a pine. It's like one of those pine ones. But this is what I'm most curious about. It came with a pack of cards, like baseball card style. Baseball. Are you cards. gonna open them now? Yeah, let's open them on the show. It says <gasps> Southside Slugger trading cards. Take back your legacy. Wait, also so much more than I expected from the final episode of this podcast. I know <laughs> it this also is real came, content. It's very cool, exclusive content. It also came with two sodas, like they were cherry cola, and they were so delicious, and they had their own brand name on it, and it was called like what was it called? Like, with an F, like one word with an F, I yeah. think, like farm or something. Yeah. Anyway, whatever the name was on the soda, they had fake ads for that soda company on the radio station was so cool. And they were like, when Fine. in Lovecraft country? Just Get kidding. yourself a farm fresh <laughs> soda or whatever. All right, it. so check this out. There's like totally <gasps> kick-ass. Oh my gosh, pass it over. Very cool. Baseball trading cards. We got Montrose. Let me see that boy. Montrose Freeman. Here you go. Oh my gosh, and the back of the card. Home run. Um, and now that the show's over, before we dig into the goods of this episode, I'd like to say, because now we're looking at all the characters presented as here yeah. as a whole. And I think my favorite character of the whole series, Alana and I were talking about uh -oh. this, Uncle George. Yeah, we were saying it sucks that he got, he Uncle died George so soon. Uncle George is your favorite? Yes. Because he was such a great character. I love, because he was like a nerdy sci-fi guy and he was so awesome. And he was like the only one of them that was like, not a piece of shit in some way. Well, if he had stayed on the show, though, he <laughs> yeah, would I guess have been that's a piece true. Anyway, here you go, Cashin. and we have the lovely buxom Ruby Baptiste. Ooh, lovely buxom. Wow, Are you, you're are making great. that up. It doesn't say any of that on no, the card. No, I said it. I it said just says lovely. The, it's a picture of the actor. This it's is all uh, animated. This is content and the this name. Is original content <laughs> and the character name. That's all it says. Lovecraft yeah. Crunchy. Lovecraft Crunchy. Crunchy. Crunchy Lovecraft Crunchy. Hippolyta Freeman here. Badass. Yeah. With blue hair. Badass. Oh, she's got blue. Nice. Not there, but we know. Oh, Not what there, the heck? But, you know, we got Diana Freeman. D. Oh, excuse me. She's great. Sorry. Looking I'm enjoying, good. I'm D. enjoying that. I'm D really turned out to be a real badass. But Damn, uh, in a really violent and probably questionable way quite well not even probably not even questionable oh not questionable okay we got letty <laughs> and that's the end of that letty and who's that in there that's her boobs steve Some stop kind of looking at man? her boobs steve yeah, well, inappropriate when the content on the video i guess and last but not least atticus don't oh. flag this video even though steve zoomed yeah. in on her tit in Our a boy shirt tick I mean, I gotta go with Tick as my favorite character. Yeah, he's pretty Sac good. You know, sacrifice. I love it. You know, Letty was my favorite Spoilers. character until the the last few episodes. To be honest, I felt like she wasn't really growing and stuff as much, so it, I kind of lost a little bit of steam. Can I tell you something that's probably bad? I think 
Christina, Christina and Ruby are my favorite characters, I think. And I actually really yeah, like Yeah, they were the most, they had the most interesting uh, everything arcs, I guess. Yeah. If you could call it. Ruby's arc is strange. Yeah. Here's the thing about I this episode. I didn't like Ruby's like endless issues with her sister. It's like, dude, forgive the fucking woman already and move on. Like her whole relationship with Letty was like, well, it, I hate you. But I feel like it concluded. It, it concluded like that the was fact yeah, that she actually believed long. her sister and she tried to steal the uh, whatever. I just think Christina. that by the time we got to that. I would have preferred a different thing to happen for the sisters. I don't know. No, I hear you. Here's Steve. what I'll say. Let me let me give this is my my full opinion on the finale. All right, let's hear. I don't it. feel like the show. <laughs> yes. Did a great I, oh job. God! Who? Everyone needs to watch the video uh, this week. I'm just saying it. Jesus. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Bro. What's wrong? Did enough to build to this finale. However, the finale was exceptional. Oh, exceptional. Wow. Exceptional? (laughs) Of course, of course, Brett thinks so, and I'm so glad. Exceptional. Of course. I loved it. I'm so glad you loved it. All of the parts that that really worked for me, I had to give a lot. I had to give a lot to the the plot to get there. Uh, I get that, and I think that's why I didn't like it as much, because I was like, bitch, you better work for me. I'm paying to watch this show, and you're the maker. I just felt like... Oh, and I have housekeeping. Oh, Can okay. I say real quick? Yes, please. I was wrong about something last week, and I got plenty of tweets okay. letting me know, and I even Uh-oh. I rewatched oh, the beginning of the episode. <laughs> it's a little... Loud. Well, it's the bungle music. You gotta, you gotta. Loud and proud. You gotta, you gotta talk, work around it. You gotta work around it. Okay, well, turn up your speakers, y'all. Um, I even rewatched the beginning of last week's episode just to make sure, and I was totally wrong. Letitia finds out that her baby is a boy because Montrose told her, not for any other reason. So when I was getting mad at the fact that she would know it's a boy even though she's not showing yet. I was wrong. I had mixed up the order of scenes, and I thought they were the other way around. Okay, anyway, that's all. That music is so loud, I have I have no idea what Alana said. <laughs> I'm sure. I agree. I'm, I sound that way to well, me. I heard what she said, and it was lovely, and she just corrected herself in a lovely oh way. And so it wait, was, uh, but you're not you allowed guys, to hear it. <laughs> no, no, everyone will hear it. Don't worry. It's normalized in the recording. You guys didn't like this episode? Is that where we're going? No, but, it's not that I didn't like it. I was a little disappointed. I think both Steve and I felt like for this show to like win us back and make us be so obsessed as we were in the beginning, it needed to kind of do a lot in the finale. And I think it just didn't quite do all of that. So we're like, it was good, but I didn't want to finish the show with it still just being, it was good. I wanted it to be like, fuck, it's the best. You I know? just felt like I everything mean, I, that ended I up. I loved it, but I, I thought, I had, sorry to interrupt, but I was like, I thought, man, if they had really earned this, this would be absolutely insane. So in my head, I was like, fuck it. Like, I know where they were going with this. Let's just go there. And I hear that's you. The so, so many it's cool like, moments. But an Atticus, like, die, dying. They had mm-hmm. to earn that, too. Was, was something you. that we were, like, kind of expecting, but hoping they'd figure out and right. you used to assume like no that won't happen but it happened and they're like no no but it did but it happened and i don't know if it's like 
a massive shock or or like um I don't know how to feel about it because it's like bad well sad. any bad anybody and sad. well like he could this come like back right like he could come back. <laughs> Some kind of I mean, magical like shit could happen. Shit, yeah, he could totally Some come back. You know, it's like, I, yeah, I'm not expecting him to be gone, gone. And even if he is gone, gone, I just felt like, I don't know. It just didn't like, it didn't, it didn't. So many things happen so quickly and so like easily. It felt we like. took more time like, with Christina's death than we did with Atticus's is how I felt. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but it emotionally it felt that way. Well, Atticus kind of died alone with like kind of just looking at Letty and saying he didn't even get he, to say I love you back. He but, wasn't alone, though. Well, Everyone but was alone there. in the sense that no one was there for him to be there for him while he's dying. Like everyone's focused on this thing and and uh, especially Christina, who's certainly not giving any kind of shit about Atticus at all. And um, see, I, this is why I like her as a character. I disagree with that. I think she's both giving a shit about him, but choosing her path above all. I mean, and that's she never her like, really cared about him. See, though. I think the opposite. I think what's interesting about her character is she really did care about all these things, but she made her choice and her choice is the one that's like, but I'm going to kill you. I don't think or, she but cares whatever. about him. I mean, the only. I think she cares about all but of I them. But I gotta kill you. Yeah. I think she cares about. She's shown that she cares about the people she cares about. I think she cares I just about think Ruby. She makes her choices above all else. I don't think she cares about Atticus. Okay, we can agree to dis. But um, I just felt like I like the complication in her character is why I like it. Even in the moment when like Letty is like yelling out her voice of Adam or whatever the <laughs> language is called, the language of Adam or whatever it's called. <laughs> And um, Christina's just like standing there, like letting her do it, and th- and like I know that she's she, like you're too late, bitch. I know that she's like you're too late, and there's nothing you can do. But like, hasn't she been using magic like forever? Like, doesn't she know like who Christina? Yeah, doesn't she know like a bunch of spells? Like, I feel like in that moment she'd be like, all right, I'm gonna stop you now because I don't know what you're doing, but I'm gonna try to stop you now. Hmm. And they're they're. Maybe it would have been cool if there was like a magic mo- magic off moment like between in Harry Potter. Yeah, between her and <laughs> yeah. and uh, the wands Christina, collide, you know, and then Letty doing like fucking magic and shit, and then like fucking um, Hippolyta getting to do some cool future shit, <gasps> and then dude, you're writing me a better finale come right in now. I'm sorry, with the fucking robot arm reveal punch down, and they're all like fucking magic fighting and like throwing like you know they're bringing like the monsters in and stuff and they're destroying shit can you like write a fan fiction ending make it a graphic novel i'm i would watch that i I would read that please i wanted it i wanted a bang like that steve has the right mind for this lovecraftian horror well, I, I feel like wait. Yeah. What sounds like a toilet is being flushed? It's right the now? air Dude, conditioning. Our don't house worry about has it. been oh, making yeah. so all many right, creepy right. sounds. The fridge keeps screaming. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but am I gonna die yeah, soon? It's, it's I'm just, terrified. It's just your audio. It's your what you're hearing, but the recording is getting our good boys, and you can't hear uh, anything okay, through okay, there. Okay, okay. So yes. So um, <laughs> I I think you're focusing on the wrong things. I I agree, but I think I think, I think it's by too the time easy. we got to the final act, everything was like. Banging. I was a little like once they once they healed D, 
I genuinely felt confused as to what we needed to accomplish in the episode. Hundred. I was a little like, "What? I, I know Christina's up to no good, but what? What exactly are we doing?" And they were they were pouring the salt circle, and I really was like, "I can't wait to ask Stephen Alana what the fuck is happening." Dude, right even here. when they're in yeah. the car and they're all singing, when they're all singing together, singing, yeah, it's like, like, "What a fun moment!" Where the fuck are you going? Or like, yeah, where's yeah, yeah, yeah. any, why are you reason. coming? Why did you come? Who's yes, the- yes, that's my thing. I want to just like, enjoy this, the, la- the why singing. Why is Dean here? And I do just enjoy the singing, yeah. but I want to also, I have so many questions. Why like, is Dean here? And why do they fucking leave Dean in the car? And this yeah, is the problem yeah, yeah, with yeah, the yeah, show, yeah. I think. I think they, the reason why they leave Dean in the car is because they want her, they want you to have that moment where um, you see that she's connected with the protector What's monster. What's it called? A Shaugolin? The Shagoth or the oh, Shagoth or okay. something. You know what they I wanted you about to see that I haven't thought about since week two is that fucking Christina raised that Shagoth. <gasps> oh, is that the one? Or well, but or, I don't know. Or, no, wait, or she just no, does happened. a bunch of them. That's or something. a great moment. That's a yeah. great question. Why did the, we get to see Christina birthing a show off when it never comes back in well, the whole rest why. of the show? Because they needed to show us where they come from. They didn't. That's not one of my no, questions. No, 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 no. I have two million questions like, about the show. Well, That's thought, not one of I my thought, questions. No, 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 no. I thought maybe the one that, that popped up out of the ground and killed all the police officers and stuff. I'm like, I must be Christina's. No, that's the protector one that Montrose conjured up using the spell. To protect Tick. I hear you, but I still think that's unconfirmed. And I'm going to say 99% yes, but I mean, that's, it's still not confirmed. I mean, so that's I, what I can't I'm even say for it. sure. Especially since, and it took the second time of watching the finale. But what, if they had to be birthed, did somebody Wait, else on, pull it on, out on. of a cow? Don't worry about it. Like, I think that the birthing moment <laughs> is literally Elf? just to be like, these things didn't just come out of the ground or from a portal. They, like... But these, why didn't they just well, listen, come out listen, of the ground listen, or a portal? Listen, let me finish for <laughs> I'm fuck's sorry, sake. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. God right. damn it. Um, these are people dealing with magic <laughs> and they're people dealing with like this weird shit when we finally visit that house where Christina and her dad and all the people are all like performing magic rituals mm-hmm. and shit. And in showing her like birthing the little monster thing out of the fucking cow, mm-hmm. it shows us that they're using magic to fertilize some kind of like real world thing like a cow to make these like watchdog monster things that are like their Protectors. watchdogs, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And I think that's the their purpose of, of a seeing guard dog. that was to show that they're making these guard dog things, not that they come from some unexplainable place and there's no reason for them. But no, but they made it clear that these things are guard dogs for them when they showed the scene where they were being guard dogs for them. And I don't think we needed to understand that, like, also we raise them too and we breed them. So, you know, like, I get I that mean, they're guard dogs for you. Who gives a shit about Here, that? The point I was no, trying to make earlier was... Well, th- mine leads into the whole show too because I think this is the problem with the show for me is that they're putting too much energy in these... A- there's so many questions we need a little bit more definition or answers on. I, I just, and instead they give time to these other things that are just like, take me left field and like. Uh, and I have to get this out of my head really please quick. Go ahead, because I'm what done. I was saying about D earlier before we right, went right, right. on the full tangent was <laughs> like, why the fuck did they leave her in the fucking woods where they know they were attacked by monsters before and they leave her alone in the car and. 
And and the answer is because they want her to be her robot arm to be a reveal and they want her to kill Christina. And mm-hmm. all of that is in the script. Yeah. And all of those moments were probably like in the writer's room. They were probably like, okay, here's where D ends up. D is going to end up with a robot arm. She's the one that gave Tick the book when he goes into the future. And then she's going to kill, finish off Christina with her robot arm. And everyone's like, cool, sounds great. And they're like, but how the fuck does she get from point A to point B? Who cares? Just put her wherever she needs to be in the script so that she ends up being the person that kills Christina. And it doesn't matter if it makes sense. And it doesn't matter if it's a huge plot hole that they just, after all the shit she went through, after the whole adventure of trying to save her fucking life, they once again leave her alone, (laughs) which is why she got fucked in the first place. It's the most insane shit to me like it's so selfish people steve i mean selfish and stupid (laughs) to the point where it's like i don't care what happens to you guys now you don't care about your kid you don't care about this child really and it's all for the sake of having like a big reveal moment and i think that that's just like i don't know it could have been better I just yeah. think everything could have been better. I think all of those things can still work if it's done better. <laughs> yeah. Can I confirm for you? Yeah. I li- as usual, I listened to the HBO podcast and they had Misha Green on. And she did say at one point that that's having that ending with Dee and Christina, they had in mind since day one. They were always going to have that ending. So it's it. like exactly Remember what you I said, said that in the car? Yeah. And just now, Dude, on too. the way back from the event we had such a great talk on the way back we were just like, I, I was i was like <laughs> trying to record because look I, it was heated we had a great time at the it event was, and the the finale was fun it was so great it was so not but fun. as we were driving so home that idea of like okay it's all sinking in now now yeah. all the event excitement is dying down now it's time to think about the finale And the one thing that really stood out for me more than anything in the episode that really bothered me was the final shot. Like the fucking Jurassic Park roaring with the the moon shit. Boy, was it ever. Oh my God, that made me so like. All I could think of was like, what was the purpose of that being the final shot? What is the purpose of that? And all I could think of was like, like what is it, even it saying must have been something she thought of when, or the showrunners thought of when they were starting production on the show. And they must have been like, no matter what happens, it ends with D with her robot arm looking like a badass and the Shagoth, Shagoth roaring at the moon and it's like a fucking epic shot. And that's the end. And then they did it and then it was like, why? <laughs> I just wish they built in a reason Dude, for I it. I think that... Why didn't... Just do that. I think you're given a lot of... I, I, I don't know. I mean, these things... Sometimes these Please, things just Brett. happen. Like I, I, I get was, it, uh, but they Brett's didn't bringing sta- us back. They didn't make reality. a show like that, though. They made a show that's supposed to make sense. Well, listen. <laughs> we, we just wrapped the season of a show that I executive produced. I wrote like four episodes of, and one of the episodes ends and them just sang the lyrics to a song and it got all the way to animation. And then our legal team was like, we don't have the rights to that song. I was like, uh-oh. They're like, why did you even put that in there? I was like, I literally couldn't figure out how else to end the episode. So I was like, and then they sing this. And I was like, at, at some point, I thought, we'll change that. At some point, we'll like figure out a better ending. 
and we were we animated that and then we had to go back in and fix it so i'm like it happens but to be fair your show isn't not only on hbo but like trying to lead these really wow. intense real well I'm your so- words they hurt I'm so- <laughs> i don't mean it that way i mean i love you brett you're you should you deserve to have your shit on hbo i'm telling you but Please it wasn't welcome. it wasn't aiming for that type of like precision and it wasn't aiming for that type of this show is also about having these intense complicated like rooted in reality like the it would be one thing if the show was very like animated feeling in general, you know, like a lot of nineties shows. We just watch Casper and like, I, I, I know. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, you know what I mean? It's this different. shit straight up. Like I'm not kidding on the biggest shows in the world happens. Oh yeah, life. of course. I mean, so, Game like, of what are we going to do with this cups? part? And then like one animator is like, what if the, what if the, like the monster went up and like howled at the moon? And someone was like, that's great. Do it. And then they start doing it. And then some EP is looking at it like, I hate that ending. It's like, well, how do you want to end it? It's like, I, I don't know. I mean, like better, something Dude, different. you know how like, I would have well, ended it? Too late. I would have ended it with like I think even if they camera, just stayed on so D, it would have worked. You, the camera pulls back from D and the monster <laughs> howling up at the moon or whatever, and it keeps going higher and higher and higher above like the city. And then there's like this really poignant speech or something, some yeah, historical speech that just mm-hmm. rounds out the feelings of like that uh, the oppression quote. and the strength and the family and the love and the, mm-hmm. all the all you know because even the whole thing of her going like we're taking magic from white people like all like no white people get yeah. magic anymore um i i love the idea and alana has a lot to say about this and we talked a lot about it in the car too but a lot my whole feeling about like magic in the show represents privilege yeah exactly like 100% magic represents privilege in this mm-hmm. show and in that moment she was like we're finally t- stealing your privilege from you and we're taking it so that we can enjoy privilege for once in our mm-hmm. lives. And I thought that that was a beautiful moment that really summed up the show. Yeah, and, I did too. And now. then they just covered it the fuck up with this like bullshit. And it's like this show could have same ended with such a beautiful rounding out of that concept that the magic was the privilege. And, you know, they, and, and we've look, got it now. They and now our family I mean, is protected wrong. and we are moving forward. And look, they didn't have to like hit us over the head with it. And they didn't have to make, they didn't have to make a big speech about privilege or whatever. But the show had so many amazing moments. So many beautiful, unforgettable, beautifully made moments. And it just didn't consistently keep that. It just like had a great moment, then went into like CW. Had a baby, he's a boy. And then went into something that was like, holy shit, this is like, just like Watchmen, like Lindelof's Watchmen in so many ways. And then back to CW. Yes, exactly. And it just like kept going back and forth to that. And it really, and and it sucks that the ending went to CW. And it didn't go to good, poignant, meaningful, empowering, fuck yeah. And instead it was like, here's a child murderer and a monster that we just met a couple episodes ago to end the whole series. It, it, well, it bummed me the out. series or the season? Or the whole season, sure. Conceivably. Yeah, but, I mean, you're yeah. not wrong about the message being lost. I, I, I liked the theatrics. I liked how cinematic the end was. Mm-hmm. I had a good time. <laughs> but you're right. Like, the, the message was lost uh, in that. And so, yeah. They yeah. can fix it in season two. 
<laughs> that's what I was. I'm actually, I was talking to someone on the phone and saying, I'm so excited now that it seems like they've set up a season two enough that I think they'll have it. And I'm yeah. so excited because hopefully everyone who just felt a little bit green on this season will come back less green. A little Misha? Less green. green. <laughs> That's, oh, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> but you know, like people will, the season two could be. Shots fired, Alana. Alana is just <laughs> out for blood. No, I'm just saying, I hope season two could be a lot more Watchmen and a lot less CW because there'll be more there's so much potential that's kind of what the struggle i think steve and i both had with the series was saying that it flops between both of those like kind of uh and look, quality they, levels and they can do it and if, they can do that in a season if, two. if they want to do that in season two and jump around in an anthology style way like you were saying brett compound what was it compound anthology compounding anthology yeah uh and trademark. trademark if they want to do that they can it's just that if they really want to knock it the fuck out of the park and make like a timeless fucking series, they got to get some people in there that have made some like really amazing pieces of art and then go like, help us make season two. And then yeah, just like, some really good, like storytellers who are good at structure. They, have, they have those people that do they have enough of the them? Credits. Do they have a voice enough? Like where's JJ? Where's Jordan? Right. Like Jordan. I mean, yeah. That's interesting. But I, right. I feel I'm. Uh, but it's also like, are they involved? You but never they know. Yeah, they aren't credited TV's as like hard. writers' room. So yeah. Really and don't hard. get me wrong. Like again, I think that th there's a lot of beautiful things about this show, and a lot of amazing, incredible things. And everybody acted their asses off, and you love every single character, even though their morals are very questionable. Every single one of them. Mm -hmm. um, on purpose. So yeah, one thing about this show, just to make excuses, like it's a fucking ambitious. Oh it's yeah. True. And it's bonkers. It's so bonkers, dude. This episode opened with like the first five minutes of this episode was Tick and Letty in some kind of like after world, afterlife world talking to their to Tick's dead relatives and like t exercising a demon from a child's body in like a nether realm or something yeah. and like and it's like this is fucking crazy this is a crazy show and I love what they get away with. I love what they're doing. I love the world they're playing in. I don't want to leave this world. Yes, agreed. I, I and I and they started see making yeah. this three years ago. So like, it's not not Major even problem. with any. Really well. Yeah, like imagine three years ago making this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a tough. It's super ambitious. It's crazy. Very like ambitious. never before seen storytelling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're dealing with so many things. Like to not have it all come together perfectly at the end. It's. I'm fine. willing to excuse a lot of that. Hundred percent. Sure, That's why sure. I was like, you know what? I can have a good time in this. Yeah. And not worry too much about. Yeah. Every, you know, every line connecting. I'm not upset. Uh, but I get I, it. Yeah, I'm not upset. Same. I'm just. I'm. I'm. Slightly less satisfied than I would have wanted to have been at an for the end of this show. That's exactly how I feel. I'm happy for it. I enjoyed it. I think somewhere in me, I was holding out for that episode one spark. You know, episode one like killed. Yeah, I hit the table. Oh man, it was that's an scary. accident. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, now we're hearing all the noises. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh, I'm sure there's a there's so much to get to, and like we'll I, do I'm, our best. I don't really have 
much to say really up on the uh, uh, at the top of this really i mean we could go through the episode and talk about the beats or whatever i feel like emails will probably handle a lot of that and since it's so late and even later for you on the east coast i figured we could kind of just like you know because we're talking a lot about it and we're we're getting it out there we'll get to yeah. Alana's thoughts and stuff like that but i feel like i've said pretty much my initial thoughts i'm sure i'll have more to say but um yeah, let's, let's dive into a lot of thoughts. Let's, you oh, my, really? Um, yeah. Do you my clips? Yes, I have your clips. Right. <laughs> okay, I have them. They're ready. I mean, neither, like neither the, the those neither of those were. Hey, Alana, do you want to? Your um, hands wouldn't have nothing. Do you want to do your thoughts? I mean, I have more to say just about the storytelling. Oh, I don't sure. Know if that qualifies as just a lot of stuff specifically, just throw them into your thoughts. But yeah. I can do that. Throw them sure. all in there. If you just want to play some song that I love, very much. Yeah, enjoy. if you don't play the theme song, you can't. I can't. You can't share. Yes. Yes. You're slow. You won't be able to. You're not catching me. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever cut it off again. It's Alana's notes. All right, Alana's Alana's thoughts. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) The only other like storytelling things that I, I mean, I I did overall like it, but I feel like we just because we can't not say the critical parts. We have not. It's. I feel like it's okay. So I'm gonna say the critical. Was there anything unclear to you, Brett, during Alana's notes here? Because I think Alana and I finally. Can't, like in the second viewing, we learned a lot. So much more seeing it twice, and the th- and hearing the podcast, there were so many things confirmed that were like, oh, yeah. Okay. So we kind of have all the answers as conceivably as the show has wanted us to know. I feel like, and the showrunner. So if there was anything that you were like, and we did subtitles on the second viewing, and which we helped. did subtitles, <laughs> which totally helped. But if there's anything that you were kind of like, what what was happening there? Like, I think we have some insight. I mean, we could have also done I, uh, this before. First Alana's of all, thoughts. I definitely don't want my thoughts. You know, I just Steve just keeps Alana's playing the theme song before it's appropriate, thoughts. but that's fine. I love the song. <laughs> Go forth, Brett. You I have just, every. I, I, you have I didn't feel like permission. I was. Un- I mean, like I felt like there were plot holes, but I wasn't overall like I don't know what's going on here, except for when they were making the circle and they brought the guy back. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I just. I, I literally in that moment was like, I just don't know what the goal is. Same goal. Are we trying to get rid of this guy? Are we trying to keep this guy? And then he went away. And it's like, are we trying to find him again? Which we didn't. And then it was also was just, like. That, that piece was a little muddy. But overall, I was like satisfied with the, you know, conclusion and also... of the narrative. I don't know how she busted out her nine tails without having uh Sex? Is that I wrong? know how it must have been that power that okay. no, that it was spell. because she she walked into that darkness. You know the dark like cloud that was heading to cover the moon. She specifically stepped into that to join the darkness, like that um, shaman woman had said she was going to. She was like, "You have the shaman lady." They repeated her, and she said something like, "You haven't even merged with the darkness yet. You're gonna ha- see so much yeah, death." Yeah, la And that was her merging with the darkness to basically be like, "All right, now I'm like actively." A Kamiho can do, use my shit whenever I want. Yeah. And then she could use it. So it was like stepping into Hannah's 
spell of darkness. Also, like, the whole thing with, like, having to join their bodies together or something was the only way to, like... That was her purpose, why she stepped into the darkness, yeah. But but it was, like... Because Brett was saying the guy that they they conjured, like, what the hell were they doing with that guy? And I guess it was, like... they were, like, "Mm." it was supposed to hold him, and then he went away, and then I was, like, I guess we gotta find that guy. (laughs) And then he just came right back, and you're, like, oh, I guess, never mind. That was me every second. But the the craziest part about it was it was, like... You need to join their join them together. So I guess like their idea of doing that was like to conjure him up and somehow cut off his skin so that then they could eat it. It was like what? Where did that? Well, they needed a piece of him. Yeah, it was right? like they need. <laughs> oh yeah, so he could eat it. Yeah, because he did eat it later. But but it's like <laughs> but it's like this is how I feel about. Is that a lot what of it, it said? I th- it literally just says they need to be like touching each other or something here's what i'll say i don't know <laughs> and but but not sometimes only... when i'm writing i have like <laughs> crippling anxiety over going this makes no fucking sense yeah like this doesn't line up with this and then i just stop writing it other people keep going we get amazing shows like this and these inadequacies are just like who gives a fuck well you well, just have fun, you have people proofread it later but... and they say Right, this is go, a does hole. this make sense? Maybe this is an idea of how to fix it. And then you have a writer's room yeah. with multiple people, and that's how that happens. Well, and the other thing was, is like, Kiki, they, they conjured this fucking guy that was like dead, but they could stab him and kill him again. And take flesh <laughs> off of him. <laughs> and, again, it's and, the best, <laughs> some of the best stuff we have came from people going like, Somebody being like, hey, that doesn't make any sense. And they're like, I don't give a shit. Leave. That guy has that guy's fired. You're fired. Get rid of that guy. <laughs> and they make it anyway. And it, it rules. Like Bill and Ted's excellent oh. adventure doesn't make a lot of sense. Does it not make sense? But you Bill know what Ted's... else doesn't make sense? No, I think Your the... paycheck next week. That one doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think that's. It's weird. It just says all zeros. I don't know. But that's what good filmmaking you know is. To explain is that? when you take something that's like fantastical, like, oh my, this thing, and you find a way to make it emotionally at least make sense to what's going on, make yeah. it fit in the arc of a story where you're like, wow, okay, I'm along for the ride. This happened. Right. Like, Bill and the Ted never is ending a cartoon story. world. The never ending story is insane, but everything makes sense along the path and it all feels somehow anticipated. Yeah. Even if you never knew like... it was going to happen, like that's good storytelling that the audience would the anticipate. The would be they failed at establishing the emotional gravity of anything of anything of everything yeah Yeah. well there probably were some they got but well we just spent a whole season being like takes our hero and then he died at the end and there was really no gravitas to that loss which was our i mean like which was weird ruby's loss was also kind of thrown to the side totally that's my sadness felt like we should have felt more uh heartbreak at the end of this episode but you know And also, like, I guess we discover that the reason why Letty has the invulnerability spell again. Oh, is yeah. We didn't know this till the second. Christina watch. as Ruby, who had just thrown her out of the tower, perf- like performed the spell to reactivate the invulnerability, invulnerability spell. 
because she promised Ruby that she Well, we're assuming it's because she promised I mean, that, Ruby. Yeah, Either what way, other reason would there be? She gave it to her. But the crazy thing is... Well, maybe she is, wanted their family line continued and she's pregnant. I Who mean, knows? I, I like that. I, I know you want so badly for Christina to have more of a heart I think she, she does. does. I think you but, constantly undercredit her. I think she's a complicated person who is choosing I mean, the more sinister path, but she a, has both feelings in her. And I she, think that is cool and yeah, different but and exciting like, but she's and a you're level, underestimating it constantly she, but she's a level of sociopath that has never that. been seen before really in anything see Especially this is where we differ her, i don't think it's a sociopathic thing at all her I quest think it's very for normal. immortality at the expense of innocent lives is for what so she can literally live forever that's like the most sociopathic thing I've ever listen. We could do like two full podcast episodes about Christina sure, as a sure, character. Sure. If I'm you, just talking about if as you're going to ask these questions, I will answer them, and you're going to be like, "We should be done by now with the podcast." All so- right. Well, the point I'm trying the point I was trying to make was was that <laughs> you told me you didn't want it to go forever. She explained she so she re she regave Letty the invulnerability spell, but like after she fell and maybe died. But it's does Magic. the spell like heal you too? I Maybe. think so. Oh, I guess it does because I think of the that's bullet. the spell is what yeah, brought her back to life before. I when did know. she lose the invulnerability? When she when Tick said, because um, Christina came to visit Tick and Letty and Montrose when they were and at Hippolyta, the, the travel shop, and she was like, "I heard you have the book of names. If you give it to me." I will figure out an alternate way for to have immortality that might not involve that having won't. to kill she you. She directly said, I won't kill you. I can promise you. I won't touch any of your family. I'll find my own way if you give me the book. But And then Tick said no. And so she was like, all right, well then fuck you. And as she was leaving, she took the spell away from Letty. So that look, wow. Letty was then... That? Yeah, she like yeah. whispered it. She was like... Oh, and then, oh, and then Letty's like... Yeah, and Montrose is like, uh, "Is it the baby?" And she's like, "No, it's my no, it's my, my devil ta- my Danzig <laughs> tattoo. It's gone. <laughs> my Danzig is gone." All right, sorry. Okay, sorry. So I had to do a quick honest, dramatic I didn't recreation. Totally follow that. <laughs> Watching it twice so helps. When she, fell, when she fell out, I was like, "She's invulnerable. Who gives a shit? She'll be back." Uh, I know. I know. But actually, okay. it had been taken and given Wait. in a space of time you couldn't even see because this show has so much going on. One last thing I want to say, and then we'll go fully into Alana's notes. <laughs> thoughts. We'll We're not see. done with Alana's notes? No, no we no, didn't no. start them yet. We haven't even started. Dude, the last thing I want to say, which really upset me, was um, <laughs> when Tick, like... <laughs> There was that moment when Tick was dying and then like this power force thing yes, yes. like shoots out of him and starts going into Christina. Do you remember that moment? It's like his life force. Mm-hmm. It's like swirly, smoky life force. There's like a tiny f- corner of the frame when just before that happens where you can see the moon. A sea stand. No, oh, no. Okay, you see ahead. the moon, like a beam from the moon like hit Atticus's back and then causes that like power to shoot out of him. And, and the thing, and the, the weird part about that is, is like how help, how much more helpful would it have been if we had seen that happen? Like, because the moment where like his soul's just coming out of his body or whatever the fuck that was, 
you're like, how is that happening? Is that like part of her spell that Christina's doing? But no, it was like a moonbeam like was. hit him, and then that came out of the like moonbeam thing. Because the moon was a part of her spell, it had to be at a certain height and all right. that. Right, and it's like the show does so many things like that, where it's like you don't need to see this important thing that will make this next thing make, make sense. more sense. We'll just have it well, happen. We know, like we and, knew going yeah. into this that when the moon hits your eyes, hits your eyes <laughs> like a big that's Amore. It's Amore. So we knew that going in. When I saw that, I thought, oh, I love, I love this. <laughs> Did we answer that question? I guess. I have, I want to, I feel like. <laughs> I felt like throughout this episode, first of all, watching it twice, you realize you go through like a month's worth of plot points in in one episode and I'm like, Gee, why yeah. Why do they even try to tackle all that? Just cut a little bit down so it can be a little bit more, we can care about each thing more. But anyway, throughout, we there's so many moments where they're interacting with ancestors and stuff, right? And it felt like every impactful moment had like some quote being said, like some epic line, like the ancestor said this epic statement about this or that. And this ancestor said this epic statement. And when they're about to get baptized, she says to him this epic statement about family and she says to Ruby this epic statement about a different version of family and there, there's this Dumas quote. There's all these like epic, we want you to sit with this and let it smack you in the face statements that are just like about life and humanity overarching and I personally felt like a lot of them conflict with each other and they had them all in the same episode. So I'm like, excuse me emotionally, like get some, at least have it be the same kind of concept across the board that we're trying to smack you with and let it be powerful. But instead it was like this. And one of them is like, no one has a choice. And the other one's like, all we have is choice. And one of them's like, family's this. And the next one's like, family's only that. And then like in the same damn episode, are you joking? Like it's one thing to have kind of themed episodes. Cause like, you know, grayscale, multiple things can be true at different times, but like, to have in the same episode, <laughs> even like similar ancestors saying things that are opposing, like I, it made me crazy. Sorry, that's all. <laughs> yeah, I wrote Agreed. when we watched it the second time. I took down quotes. I wrote down specific statements that they were saying that were like hard hitting, like that, because I wanted to see for myself if they're really contradicting or if it was just the way that emotionally the story is told. And they totally are legitimately contradicting in a lot of spaces. So hmm. that. That, that made me kind of upset because any of those could be strong statements. I don't know. You know, everyone, I think everybody understands what I'm saying, but regardless, it just, um, yeah, there's that. Um, that was the last real storytelling thing I want to say. I mean, Steve, you mentioned though, the way I felt about in the end when she said that, like we've taken back the magic and like no white people can have magic and stuff. Mm -hmm. My feeling about that, now that I've given it some space, I've seen it twice and it's been a few days since the first time, I think the whole story is about like flawed flawed characters doing their best and making choices. So like I'm totally happy with that statement now. I think it makes sense that she would be aiming toward that. And I think more importantly, it sets us up for a really potentially interesting season two. Um, and I like that it's an imperfect perspective. 
However, though, we've talked about in earlier episodes this concept, which I love. It has kind of blown my mind. I'm like framing so many aspects of my life with this concept. It came from a quote. I think it was a James Baldwin quote, but I cannot keep them straight on the show. The concept of you can't use your master's tools to to change things. I'm saying the back half bad (laughs) to change things differently than how your master had them, like to overcome the problems that are happening because of your master. You can't use your master's tools to be better than your master. You have to use your tools. You can only using your master's tools will only allow you to become a version of your master Mm. is basically what the quote is saying. And they used it so like, it was like the center of an episode in the second half of the show. And I think that's brilliant because you plug that into so many things. It's the reason you can plug it into so many politics, so many like so many aspects of humanity that you can't use the the same the same thing that oppressed you. You can't use that in the same way to then conquer that thing. You have to get creative and find a different angle version definition whatever to to achieve your thing and i think that is evolution that is how things move forward and it's such a beautiful thing to understand and i felt like that line at the end of this movie where she says we have all the power now fantastic i love that but then specifically saying that white people can never have magic again can never have power again like i said i totally get it in the context however as like on a a good I want to be rooting for her statement. It's hard for me to root for her because I think it's very flawed. It's the idea like you're trying to use your master's tools. You're just going to become another version of your master. And then you're going to be being a villain and being a little shit and stuff eventually. Like you go down that path. That's what that creates. You have to find your version of shifting it. You can't, you know, it's cheap to just use what, am I getting the words out clearly? I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I think that, I think that if if the, if the magic if magic in the show is meant to represent privilege. Uh, privilege and what happened before was that white people took any potential privilege from black people so then what black people are going to do to become better is to just take any privilege from white people they become what white people were I just think that we're, we're these characters who are flawed are making a decision yeah that's what I said that earlier is a, that is a flawed decision yeah, yeah, in yeah. a lot of ways but also in a protective way because there were atrocities that were committed to them and and it kind of like in this world in their universe even though there are quotes from from like scholars and philosophers and poets and artists on the show that um you know that defy that mm-hmm. it's it's still about these flawed characters that are now in charge of cuz remember the idea that like I forgot her name, but the woman who originally found the book of names or stole the book of names Hannah Hannah she decided to bind Hannah. it yeah, because it was too powerful and no one should really have that power. Right. And so that was her decision. That was and maybe that was the better decision. This was the older woman. The yeah, the woman who. And, yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. no this no. is the woman who runs out of the house in the dream in the fire, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. holding okay, the book okay. of names and the yeah. pregnant, yep. um, pregnant in the fire. 
person. Um, you know, that was her decision. That was her way of dealing with the power of privilege. Well, first or she whatever, tried or, to make spells, and then she, yeah, thought it was too right. powerful. Then and she realized she thought it was like devil shit, essentially, and was like, "Let's close this up, yeah. and it's dangerous." And, and bound blah, blah, blah. the book magically. Um, you know, so it was like it kind of presents you with you know, kind of like different characters, moral perspective on how to handle the magic and things like that. Yeah. And I just think that Letty decided that she had had enough and was like, I'm just making this decision. Wait, wait, in this but universe. before you say Letty, they're doing Hannah's spell. So it's all of them and their ancestors that decided this. It wasn't Letty that decided, Oh, what we're going to do is bound, bind it this way. This was the spell that Hannah created in a century of being dead, right, but I'm talking a spell, which is another question right but i'm talking about letty saying that white people are no longer allowed to have magic but that was the spell she cast uh what was taking the magic away from white people yeah exactly yeah um but that was the decision that they made as the protectors of this magic or whatever and it just feels like in those care in the decision of these characters the decision they made made sense for the characters and it makes sense in that universe whether that's morally the right way to handle that is a bigger question i guess but we've seen everybody mishandle moral situations in or situations based in in you know more in good morals i guess right and that's why of. i had the whole preface of like having time to to finish the show and watch it and like take space i totally think it makes sense for the show and i think it makes it, it sets up a fantastic season 2 it makes me so much more excited to watch a season two, really knowing that they're taking home, that these characters are imperfect. But I just also feel like, I don't know, I feel like it's important to say, though, that that was a flawed statement, that that wasn't the perfect way to go to, to like, rise above and make things change. That was a way to go to, like, swing the pendulum the other direction and see what drama comes out of that and then swing it another way and see mm. what drama comes out of that. It's not the way to, like ideally step above and and create a brand new world where things are different or whatever you know what i mean yes i think it's it's a version of what they're saying not to do in that quote for example but i think it's it makes for really interesting television i'm not upset at it in the context of the show i just you know also like these days every time something is said on tv even though like tv is not perfect people take it as like well then this is what i should do and this is fact and this is what things are i feel like especially even just for that for that it makes it important when discussing things that happen to like acknowledge where they stand and, sure. and what they really mean sure and in context of the actual full world and not just of the story anyway i didn't mean, mean to spend so much time on it i think it's a great thing i just thought it was when I first heard them say that, because I was wishing for her to become this incredible character by the end of the season, I wanted her to be that like Id- idyllic, perfect version of herself and everything she stands for. And she wasn't that. And it w- I was sad about it at first, but then I was like, oh, but that makes for so much more growth and interesting stuff. And like, she's also like at most 30. So I like the idea that she's not perfect yet. Yes. That's a big problem in television as well. Like nobody's perfect immediately. Mm, yes. Anyway, should I talk about the outfits, which is my yeah, thoughts? Yeah, get it. Get it. <laughs> Can um, you uh, just go ahead and get into your notes? Why don't you get on to your, move on to your notes, Alana? Can you play the theme song again? Why don't, oh, why don't you do your again? notes while we're here? Yeah. <laughs> 
what? Yeah. Are you playing Ready? it or no? No, clips. we've been doing it. Okay, Just well, g- <laughs> you are teasing me literally. How do I know? Okay. Fantastic outfits alert. First of all, as usual, Dana Pink, incredible costumes. But the ones of note that I wrote down, tell me if you agree, are... In the comments down below. Tell In the comments down below and maybe on Twitter, Instagram, I don't know. Um, Hippolyta's robe, when she comes out and she's like tending to D in their house. Oh, yeah. Hippolyta's wearing this robe... On top of a full normal outfit. When she brings D her favorite meal, which is a pe- <laughs> half of a peanut butter sandwich and a slice of pecan pie. Amen. And also, it makes me think, like, did she just go and bake a pecan pie? She like, must She have. just was yeah. like, give me an hour it's real quick. It's the least she could do. I'll be back. Man, D really let her have it. And for right, every right reason. And for right. And for all the right reason. <laughs> True. Fantastic robe killer hey, wait, I, s- I just pulled it up i'm looking at it <gasps> agreed it's Yay! a great robe um, great robe steve if you are, have the interest in googling something will you google what everything's jake means in that same scene oh yeah um d is is like obviously shitting on her mom and then she rolls over and she says something like whatever everything's jake and i thought we misunderstood but then we read the subtitles we're like is that a 50s phrase so we'll find out soon um okay the gravesite dress the dress letty wears at the gravesite it's like a navy blue dress with a little bow and i can't it's just perfect it's so pretty that it took me out of the scene for a minute the i was bow, just like yeah, right here oh, i was dying over that dress my god so gorgeous um and then wait i missed one. Oh, i did miss one there's a when christina walks into the <clears throat> there what's the nine tails lady's name Jiha or Jiha or Jiha her her red situation at the bar yeah Alana's gonna have something to say about that yeah well it's really pretty so many people acknowledged it and even on the podcast they mentioned it and they never mentioned outfits but I have to say I was red is always going to be a really incredible thing in the 50s but I was a little disappointed by it because I felt like in that lighting, you could tell. <laughs> Bye, Brett. <laughs> in that lighting, you could see that the the color of red wasn't exactly the same between the hat and the garment and the outfit. And normally that wouldn't bother me. But I don't know. It just felt like everything was so perfect because, you know, it's the 50s. Things are imperfect. It's fine. I'm going to write a letter to HBO. But uh, I was also it wouldn't yeah. have hit my list because I couldn't see the whole thing. You could see it was kind of like a sh- like an over the top like shrug almost or like cropped some kind of jackety thing that would match the dress kind of thing. But you couldn't see what the under part was. And it just didn't make my list for that reason. I've got an update on everything's Jake. What's up? Everything's Jake. Apparently. It means good, well, and satisfactory, as in, don't worry, everything's Jake. Reportedly, the term originated during the 1920s or 1930s. It preceded the use of the word cool for the same meaning. Whoa. Have That's I told you yet? Jake. That's Jake. <laughs> I, think, I think season two is going to be all about D, by the way. Someone's telegram from World War II at the end of World War II, said, everything's Jake, so bake the cake, which was meant to say that he was going to get married. That's supposedly what that means. All right. Anyway, season two is going to be just a bionic commando. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Live action. I played the fuck out of that game. (laughs) 
Okay, Take other own, we'll fire out. <laughs> It'll fl- fl- throw flames too. Yeah. Other outfits of mention. This episode had a lot. Apologies. That's a long. loud arm, by the way. Her arm. It's really loud. Oh yeah. It was like like even just for like making little hand movements. It's like. Like, dude, you're gonna fucking. How are you gonna hide that? She's gonna be in the movie theater. It's a chopping mall. <laughs> For all my chopping gonna, mall fans she, out there, she could never go to the library. Her the robots in make... chopping mall are so loud, and there's a point at which one sneaks up on somebody, and he turns around and he goes, "Oh my god, you guys are so quiet." And it's like they're not. <laughs> at any point in the movie, they're not. They're everything but quiet. Wow, <laughs> that got a good laugh. Oh my, cool. yes. Um, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. Okay, rest of the outfits are Christina's black and gold outfit when she comes into the uh, travel shop. They're all in the uncle's travel shop. It's like mm-hmm. a, it's a dress with like a roby thing that matches, that's attached, that's ugh, so chic, oh, yeah, so beautiful. Yeah. And I feel like, very different for Christina's character and therefore fascinating, interesting. And it gave us a bit more of that witchy vibe for her. And I was like, yes, they're planting the seeds. Um, very cool. Uh, and then the next one I really loved is Christina's black and gray dress when they're in her like laboratory. Mm. And it's the top is black, almost looks like a shirt under a dress. And the bottom is like this beautiful heather gray. And it looks like a really thick, nice knit texture. Loved it. Um, uh, Christina, another Christina's dress. Christina's dress in the ceremony when she goes to do the spell. It's that white lacy number I thought was gorgeous. And really, mm-hmm. if there are any people who are listening for the dresses, first of all, just give me a shout out because I feel so alone when I'm saying these because the boys just give me these blank stares. But I like just... the dress when <laughs> no, it got okay. coated. I liked it until it got coated in blood. It. I mean, that's. I think that's the purpose of that dress. It, it could multi-purpose. Yeah. I had a question about that. Really cool dress, though. Because oh, please, it, I have more to say about it. It so was white, do. and then she got covered in ticks' blood, and then it got soaked in blood. She got covered in the blood from a tick. But then she, she got covered in ticks. But <laughs> she then she got bit by a tick. But then the moon magic. Was to go back to preschool. But then the moon magic cleaned her up. Yeah, the moon magic cleaned like her and face cl- and hair. And then, but the dress. No, it cleaned red. the dress too. And then the just, dress just was the suddenly. But the dress was suddenly designed like in red accents and stuff. Yeah, Steve, I have the same question. Like it went from the a white dress <laughs> covered magic, in. It went from know? a white dress Harder to a white explain. dress covered in blood to a white dress with red accents that got cleaned by the moon. Yep. Mm. And I, for those of you, as I was saying, who love the fashions, tell me, is that dress so like 2010 era for Love and Lemons? I, I, I'm like, that's got to be vintage for Love and Lemons. That is like an exact type of dress. Maybe 2015. <laughs> if we're pushing it, I mean, that's that's that dress. I'm I'm guessing at the era. I haven't Googled it. Y'all hands wouldn't have- <laughs> but tell me, it is, right? Um, very vibes. Uh, but I thought it was a great choice. And I buy it being in that time because there obviously lace existed but when i see christina wearing things that are more unique i'm like she can get shit tailored though because she's got the money versus when Mm. you have a character who i feel like couldn't afford to tailor something special wearing something that's out of fashion i'm like how are they gonna get their hands on that i mean obviously people can make their own things but if it's like very perfect expensive lace and stuff you know that's the feeling um also hippolyta's jumpsuit Mm. when they're fighting at the end 
It looked really familiar. She wears some kind of a jumpsuit type of thing earlier in the show, but I don't think it's the same exact jumpsuit. But that was so pretty. It's like a mauvey color. Yeah, when she went to <sighs> to bring Dee to her future laboratory room to get her robot arm, she was. Is wearing, that when she's wearing it? She was wearing like a some kind of jumpsuit. Yeah. No, she was wearing a yellow top. I saw that because I thought the yellow and blue they match it so nicely. Uh, There's only a few colors for 1950s that'll go with that blue. Accusatory finger enters your frame. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't mean to creep. I'm just excited. (laughs) Um, oh, but either way, all fantastic choice. I mean, all the costumes are great. I'm just pointing out my personal standouts. Another thing I have to say is. They changed outfits between being in the car and being in the final scene. Oh, and yeah. what the fuck's going on? Either we missed a scene, like did they cut it out, or was something supposed you to happen there was or a, not supposed to? You said that the, there was a possibility that they took like their jackets off. Yeah, a lot were... of them are wearing coats that are very like 1950s cover your outfit. But the so, outfits are different. So potentially you could excuse that. But like Hippolyta, for example... She's wearing an entire jumpsuit. We didn't see that. And um, even Letty, she's wearing orange pants when she gets in the car. And when she gets out of the car, it's like a textured pink pant. Jumpsuits are easy to change into in a car. That's the opposite of true. <laughs> that is the I know, honestly. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, but there, I don't know. There was also like. Did it take those... that long to get there? Maybe they had to have stopped and they, that's just not a part of the story. There was also like. The moment when Atticus gives Montrose um, Montrose a kiss. When Atticus gives Hippolyta the letter to give to Montrose after mm-hmm. he dies, and then there was like a flashback moment where Tick is showing D how to like train her dragon. How to train the drag? Yeah. Yeah, and and so maybe those were like deleted scenes or something that they cut out because. There, you know, there's so much shit going on. They're probably like, "Hey, let's just cut this out." So maybe there was a scene between when they were in the car and the the ceremony. It's a lot of questions. They were gonna play um, "We Need a Hero" short circuit two style, <laughs> and everybody changes clothes and gets Hell ready yeah. for the battle. montage. I love that part. There could have been a prep the battle montage. I'm telling you, honestly, they changed. A lot of them changed. It could be. Yeah. Uh, and I have to say, talking about like functionality and everything of the outfits. Um, Letty, when she first gets into the car, is wearing a black, like, peasant blouse. And it's in, like, a... Oh, I can't think of the word. But that, like, see-through-ish material. Mesh. It's not mesh. Um, but I'm bad with n- words that I Lycra. can't think of. It starts with a C, like a sh... sh- sheen? I can't think of it. Anyway. Sh- <laughs> sh- it's, just, it's fine, you guys. We get it. It's a, sh- it's a sheer material that exists in the Chartreuse? <laughs> I wish. I love chartreuse. And it has like embroidered flowers right on the front. And it looks a lot like influenced from those like Mexican blouses that are, have embroidered flowers. I don't know the oh, name yeah, of those. But, yeah. you know. So I Googled it because I wanted to make sure. I just wanted to double check Dana Pink's work and see that those existed in the 50s in the US. And just to see if, if that was real or not. Because and? if they did exist in the 50s, which they did, <gasps> that means it's incredible because... What I love is consistently throughout the show, they are giving Letty all of these different cultural pieces. Not that it's like 100% Mexican, but they're giving like some Asian fabric influence, some like Mexican embroidery style influence. They're giving her so many different uh, like global influences into her style. And I think that really describes her character well, along with obviously all the colors she wears. And I thought that would just like deserved a nice round of applause. Hell yeah. Because fantastic work, Dana. My God. My God. Damn. 
Bobby. Great job, Bobby. Great job, Bobby. Bobby. Great job, Bobby. You did great this season, Bobby. <laughs> uh, Proud of you, Bobby. Uh, uh. <laughs> So that's my last costume thing. I just remember there's one more story thing I had to ask your guys' feelings on. Okay. When uh, Tick is Uh. up on that, like, death catapult Mm -hmm. thing. (laughs) The altar, the, like, the the sacrifice machine. The, like, sat up sacrifice machine, yeah. And um, he gets his arms slashed, and it's terrible and uncomfortable. Sacrifice machine is my favorite Nine Inch Nails (laughs) album. Fantastic. Um, and he's up there and like all the bad things are happening or whatever. And then at the end when he like dies, he lets go mm-hmm. and you can see that he was actually just holding on to two different like uh fist clutches. What the fuck? Yeah. Why was he then doing that? Why didn't he put his arms down earlier and try to defend himself? Like if he wasn't strapped down in the arms? Well he was following the plan. At that point, I don't think he was like trying to struggle away, was he? Like, I mean, he I didn't hear even look you. like he was struggling at all. I hear That's you, but I feel like it's a hole. Like, come right. on, if she thinks sure. she needs to, yeah. even just to keep his arms there while they're being sliced, you're gonna flinch at least, even if you're ticked. I on. also thought that, Alana. You're not alone. All right, there we go. I don't I hate it, but okay, that's all. Those are all my babies. That's it. Those are all your thoughts. Those are. I mean, there's there's so much in the show. This I have to keep it shallow because we can't get into everything. In the shallow, shallow. And I want to get to them clips. All right. You guys want to get to these Great clips? Great show, everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the clips. You got yourself a fish biscuit. Oh, my God, I thought that was a clip. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's like, when did he fucking Jack say that? <laughs> what the fuck? I don't remember what any of these clips are. <laughs> clips? Yes, clips. Clips. Is that wrapping paper? Yeah, with tools on it. Cute. I know. Let's find your bird. Jackpot. Oh, shit. We got a player here. That stupid, meddlesome, troublemaking bitch Eve brought entropy and death. We don't know how much magic they know. You've been William this whole fucking time? Oh, shit. All right, guys. Ready for these clips? Yeah, I don't remember what any of them are. I can't wait. All right, here we go. Here's the first one. How the hell are we supposed to get a piece of that bitch before it ends? <laughs> Once again, please. How the hell are we supposed to get a piece of that bitch before it ends? What is he even saying? Piece of that Montrose, bitch? How are you supposed to get a piece of that bitch before then? <laughs> I love it. It's, a, it's, it's like a legitimate question. How do we get a piece point. of that bitch before the end? Were they thinking they needed to chop off a piece of her skin too? Yes. Where was it saying yeah. that? That's the in part the, they the didn't book? have us be present for, and that's okay. I said, would you be willing to die to fuck me? <laughs> yeah. Amen. Pinch and swallow. <laughs> I was hoping you get it. Pinch and swallow. Pinch oh, or God. swallow. That moment. Pinch Jesus. and swallow. That was a 
awful moment watching oh. him chew down that piece of skin. I know. Oh, that God. was so great. The <gasps> when he pulled it out, I was like, oh, he's gonna oh, he's gonna eat it. That was when I realized <laughs> that's what was happening. Wait, before it's you so play the weird next that one. he's gonna eat it. That was it. I have a big question. Okay. If that wasn't her blood, because she says it wasn't, and like fingernails or some shit, whose was it? It probably Ruby's. Was it Ruby's? Yeah, yeah it she had been. it in the vial. Actually, when Ruby rolled up with that, I was like, "Isn't that that fucking blood that Christina gives her to turn into the white woman?" Oh, the turn into so the it would have been the white woman and Ruby's mixture. But then he didn't change, so it couldn't know. have been a mixture. It, was it probably just like one. was suspect. It, it was probably sus. just some spare blood. Oh, sp- spare blood. We all have some, some in the back. Blood they lying around, you know. Yeah. Get <laughs> checking back. Because this, right, but the reason I ask, though, like is you're like... you're in high school and you wear a, a vial of blood. Of the oh, yeah. God. Please, Brad. Because Angelina Jolie did it and you thought it was oh, cool. God. That era. Go um, ahead. The Alana. reason I bring it up is, like, if he comes back to life somehow in season two, I bet it would relate to something like that. Hmm. Well, the thing he drank before he died for his coma. All right, you guys want to get into these emails? No. <laughs> Just kidding. Yes. <laughs> hi, 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 hi. Look who's here. What are you doing to me? <laughs> oh, shit. We got clips. Yes. Oh, shit. We got clips. Yes. Clips. Yes. 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 Great, let's dive in. Um, feels like church. Hang on, Owen has to be here. Oh my god, guys, it's Owen Carter on the phone. Oh, oh. We'll get you on the show one way or the fucking other. Country is the best show I've ever seen. Podcast country, podcast. Country is the best flop <laughs> I've ever experienced. What do you want, you dofus? You just wanted to make a cameo appearance? Yeah, I just miss you guys. He misses us. Well, we miss you too. Aww. Too bad you couldn't find the time to watch this fucking show with your friends. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm busy. You know, He's got, a busy boy. That's okay. I got work. It's special well, that you appeared in the final episode of Lovecraft Country. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a thing about the Ghostbusters show, movie. The Ghostbusters <laughs> show? <laughs> the cartoon? Yeah. No, Extreme Ghostbusters? The Extreme yeah, Ghostbusters? No. Remember Ghostbusters? There was a movie. Which one? There's like five of them. Yeah, the first one. All right. Well, thanks for popping by, Owen. It was no, great to have no, you on no. the show. No, no, I'm serious. Remember the first Ghostbusters? Yes, of course I remember the first Ghostbusters. Yeah. There's a thing that like Ivan Reitman sucks as a director because only the first Ghostbusters is the only time he like 
directed something like a horror movie because that's the tone and then it's funny when the guys are being funny. So he made a horror movie with funny jokes in it. Yeah, like Ghostbusters 2 and <laughs> and the new Ghostbusters. Owen's telling us about Ghostbusters for some reason. No, no, no. Ghostbusters 2 and the and the girl one are directed like comedies. Yeah. The oh, one but the first like one's directed like a horror movie. movie, and that's what makes it yeah. so good. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's really good. Great job, Owen. I, yeah. I you hear that, I Brett? Never... Can you hear oh. Owen at all? I did. I hear. I hear it all. Oh, he hears oh. it all. Okay, good. What do you think about that? Well, I, I mean, I feel like that's him, the best analysis of the Lovecraft Country finale. Brett says I've heard that's so the far. best analysis of the Lovecraft Country finale he's heard so far. That's that's on. That's honestly the best version I've heard of of Ghostbusters of the <laughs> the girl Ghostbusters. Dude, the best oh, yeah. Ghostbusters I've ever heard was the very first version of the Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters with the girls. <laughs> All right, the we're getting. We gotta get out of here. Brett's in the East Coast. It's like two a.m. over there. Oh yeah. Bye bye. All right. Oh, bye yeah. buddy. Bye bye. <laughs> I'm very excited to like. I'm sad to be done with Lovecraft Country. Me and I'm too. Very excited to do, to 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 be doing this podcast at a normal hour. In yeah. The future. Oh, Agreed. by the way, we're before we get into emails, we got to talk a little bit about what we're doing with this show. Before emails? Yeah. Why not? Wow. Because we want to <laughs> tell you what show is next. Which Someone's we, got nine tails. We've already decided what the next show is, and we're very excited about it. But we'll tell you at the end, so you can <gasps> stick around to the end. But we also need to announce that we're going to go on a bit of a hiatus. We're going to take a little break, um, and then we'll be back in the new year. So you'll... Because the new show is a commitment. The new yeah. show is a commitment, yeah. And we don't want to make that commitment and then go right into the holidays. We know you guys, a lot of you are going to really enjoy it. There have been requests for this show, and um, we wanted to do a show that was a bit more accessible to people who um, may not have HBO Max. And, 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 and it's going to be the first show. Well, I guess like Watchmen and Lovecraft Country aside and Castle Rock, it'll be the first show that Steve hasn't seen. That's right. Yes. And it's one that we can pick when to watch because it's not actively airing. Right. But wow. we should still have a weekly commitment. Right. right but we don't have to like Sunday night at 2 a.m. Right. have Brett right. Right, right, being slapped right, right, right. in the face. Watch. Um, <laughs> it can be at a reasonable hour. So, yeah, we're going to go on a bit of a hiatus. We'll be back full time in the new year. But um, but between now that this show that Lovecraft's over and the new season of first time show, there will be some surprises. So don't think that we're going to completely disappear off the planet. So, uh, yeah, keep your sights on the first time show, socials and shit. And uh, stay tuned for shit. And then we'll talk about what show we're doing. Anyway, let's get into the emails. First one Wait, comes. We're going to talk about what show we're doing after emails. After emails. After yes. email. Okay, stick around. Stick around. That's a good tease. So, Caleb Whitaker says, No, no, take your time. He says, I'll keep it brief. All I'm saying is, could Letty walk any slower with the book towards the portal while it was barely being kept open? But Serious. no, walk slower, why don't you? And rant. And rant. And rant. 
Arrigan Jessica Jessica Arrigan says episode nine Montrose speech interpretation. I was just listening to the podcast for episode nine. And I just wanted to chime in with my interpretation of Montrose's speech. Oh, this is good because I heard the podcast talk about his speech, so I think I actually know the answer. The I, HBO podcast. I did not take it as him saying his driving light was having a kid and being a family man. Oh. I took it more as, in society, as a man, you are supposed to have a son to pass on your legacy. Since Montrose was gay, he felt he needed to prove himself as a man. That is why he says it didn't matter if Tick was actually his or not, because he had to be. It wasn't about wanting a kid or a family or biology. It was about wanting to prove he was a man despite being gay to the rest of the world. If Tick wasn't his son, that would mean he gave up true love and happiness for nothing, which is also probably why he was so hard on Tick as a kid. He felt like he sacrificed everything to be a man and that would bring him peace in life, but it didn't. Anyways, that's just how I took it. Curious to see what you guys think. Love the show and can't wait to see what you do next. Stay safe, Jess. Can I say Jess? Amen. Can I just say this? 100. You got it. We that's not the speech I was thinking of before, but I think nail on the head and I couldn't see that. <gasps> that's my personal nice. feelings. Nice. I was wrong. You were right. Take it. Fly home, I Jess. I thought Alana was going to be like, no. No, <laughs> it's, it's a yes. Break it down. It's brown. What about you guys think? Yes, same, no? Um, I don't skin. remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dwan, D-W-A-N, Lewis, says, for Alana, uh -oh. about last episode. Everyone's going to tell me I'm wrong, like on Twitter. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is about it's a boy thing. I don't have to read this. You Wait, this what? Already. It's a boy thing? The thing about- oh, it's a boy. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. We don't have to read That's this. That's what I was wrong about. Yes, we Happy already to admit, talked about I it. was wrong. Alana talked about it at the beginning if you listen to the show, and she went through the bungle music, and we had a great time. I bungled it. Dan the Man says, Lovecraft Country Full Circle. That was the name of the episode, by the way, the finale. <laughs> well, first timers, we did it. What an interesting show. Couple of laughs, a lot of head scratches, <laughs> certainly a lot of Letitia fucking Lewis. Amen. Yeah. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Say that again one more time. Did I hear that right? <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of appreciation towards racial issues. Overall, this episode did feel like it completed the circle. I am happy with the way they wrapped up all the loose ends, even if we did lose Ruby and Tick in the process. But we did get Bio D and her trusty black demon dog. Can't wait for that spinoff. That's why I think it's season two. Just wanted to say I appreciated all the time you guys take to make this podcast, and I can't wait for the next show we all watch together. Until then, Miami Dan signing off. That's sweet. I love it so much. One thing about that final shot, I saw some references to Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur on Twitter. It sounds like you made that shit up. What are you? Are those movies? No, no, that's a Marvel comic. Oh, book. okay. Oh. <laughs> I heard a reference for brown potty face. I need to look face. into it, and I'll, I'll report back accordingly, but I saw 
just clicking around, people were referencing it, and I'm like, oh, is that an homage to a Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur? How about Popsicle Brother? Did did they reference that one? I'm just saying, if it is, we're looking into it. Okay, cool. I I know I'm all and for you. I'm don't just at me. I'm making fun of having not understood. Steve's, uh, you gotta be watching the video, y'all. Philip Johnson says, where do we go from here? Is this Letty's show now or Robo D? Robo D for sure. In yep. my opinion. But you know, they trick us all the time. Can I ask while we're talking <laughs> about Robo D and the puppy, her her demon puppy, what were they keeping him under the house? Like right before they left the house, Tick is with Letty and Letty goes faster than him and he stops and there's like red light coming through the cracks in the in the in the bottom floor of the house oh, yeah. wood what was that? and he That's goes and just puts his hand is. there and he puts his hand there the way he puts his hand for the puppy and then it stops like making shaking sounds like, yeah is that but like why is there red light number one because he's a monster monsters have red lights on them I you call bullshit seen, you, know you never I seen creep show bullshit. la 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 Listen, we don't want to mansplain red lights to you right now. Like, <laughs> Certainly not. This episode, Steve, what the heck? This episode is brought to you by Philips Hue. Pantene Pro-V, obviously. Andrew Whitney says, Lovecraft Country finale. I am at a loss for words. I've been crying for like 30 minutes. Wow. As I accepted what was going to happen. What a wonderful show. A very fitting, and even if the loss upsets me, I'm extremely excited if there's a season two. Slurp. Slurm. And I can't wait to see where it goes. Next show prediction. I'm tossing my prediction in the ring for Breaking Bad. Probably too many hour-long episodes for Owen, but I can hope. P.S. I agreed with Brett most of the time over Steve and Alana. Hashtag Brett, yes. Oh, ah, shit. Thank you. My mom just texted me that she finished it and she loved it. Lovecraft. Really? Yeah. I, that's all the details she gave. <laughs> She's not a horror person. That, that's plenty. Well, yeah. tell her not to be stingy and tell us some more if she knows them. <laughs> She's also not a movie person in general, but I love that she loved it. Israel Chavez Lopez <laughs> oh says, hello, boys and summer girl. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Ecuadorian boy Israel here. I came to this series a little hesitant. I was not sure what to expect, but I'm so glad I stuck with it because it had some amazing moments. The GA episode was my favorite. It was wonderfully crafted, and it could be almost a standalone movie. Please welcome. Agreed. The it was very good. I was expecting so many different horrors and monsters. The Topsy dolls were the perfect example of how to mix racial commentary with horror. I loved the focus on powerful female characters. G.R., Diana, Hippolyta, Letitia fucking Lewis. Even Christina, their villain is a girl. Were amazing so characters with complex personalities. I love them all. And Ruby. Don't forget Ruby. Oh, yeah. He didn't say Rube. So happy to now have... Now that we're done, what, uh, what was your favorite episode? That made me... I'm just interrupting his email because I thought about it. 
Looking I, back. I don't know. They all mesh still together. The, still the pilot? My favorite moment, my favorite episode is probably the first one, but my favorite moment in the whole show is Hippolyta traveling through Me too. universes and times. That and was stuff. a note I took. I said Hippolyta's story is the best. Like, if there was just a yeah. series that was Hippolyta's story. Yes. Brilliant. 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 I love that. I want that. Yeah, like someone should make a mini series about her time. Her like, remember she said she was there a for like a hundred years. Two hundred. Do the comic book. Do the comic book. That. Oh, there you go. That. Wait. Also, Dude, the comic HBO, book though. Let's pitch it to HBO. Let's make the comic. I love it. The comic that was slid under the door, and D says, yeah. "Where'd you learn to draw like this?" And yeah. she says, "I don't remember the name, but she Some says name, a name. Yeah. That's the actual name of the artist. Oh, cool. Who drew the comic nice. book? Who is living today?" Um, so happy to have been a part of the ride with you guys. It feels so amazing to have a regular series I can watch with. Dare I say friends. Excited about the new show. Dare you? Love you guys. Stay safe. And for the people in the U.S., please vote while wearing a mask. Amen. Roberto Abril says finale and Corey in the house. (laughs) (laughs) It's a commitment, you know? Yes. Hello, 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 Steve, Brish, Elana, and insert guest name here. Well, there it is, another series down for the first time show books. Great season finale, and I really hope we have a season two. Otherwise, I don't know how I feel about this being the series finale. The last scene was certainly a choice. Anyways, hopefully at this point of the podcast, you have already revealed that the next first time show is drum roll, please. Corey in the house. Yes, the best anime of all time. Super excited to see Corey Kuhn and the gang play around in the White House and goes without saying that the clips are going to be fantastic. I'm proud to say I'm the one that suggested Corey in the house on the Twitch stream, and I'm happy that even became a thing that Steve almost considered for a second because it's just funny to think about it actually happening. That's how I feel about it, too, if I'm being honest. Steve made a real case for it. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope it's actually Corey in the house, but I love you guys, and I'll be watching whatever you guys decide to watch. P.S., I'm typing this on my phone, so if you see any typos, no, you didn't. Much love, Roberto. That's gaslighting, Roberto. (laughs) I really want it to be Corey in the house. Let me just say that. Terrence G says, season finale. Hello, Steve, Alana, Brett, and maybe guest. This kind of an animal. I'm sorry. This kind of an email about the last episode. Sorry, Steve, but it's also relevant to this one. What? Just keep going. It's about episode nine. Maybe it'll make sense. Last week, y'all were wondering why Christina was able to get hurt despite being invulnerable. Well, right before she took that beating, she whispered a spell. She used the same spell this week when she seemingly took away Letty's invulnerability. I'm assuming she did this to keep Mm. her promise to Ruby. I hope this wasn't too long, Steve, and my grammar slash punctuation is probably terrible, but I don't really care. Hashtag Alana's thoughts. Hashtag yay Bobby. Hashtag Brett yay, love Bobby. a Lakers. Bobby. Hashtag grand wizard shit. Grand <laughs> wizardry shit. Hashtag fucking robot arm. Hashtag what excuse did Chris give this time? Actually. We got Chris's thoughts? I'll tell you right now what Chris said. <laughs> Full blast. I did ask him. I did ask him. And he said he's in Tucson. 
Mm. And I was like, well, Brett's in Likely the, Brett's on the East Coast, story. though. So, but he just said he wasn't. He probably wouldn't have time to catch up with us. But he said he missed us. It's two eleven, and he called it a hot pod, and he said it made him hot sad that he couldn't do it. Ooh, hot sad. Daniel the Echo Spider says, so that's the finale. Hey, gang, just finished the finale, and everything's still fresh. I'm a bit over underwhelmed, but I think that speaks to how good the previous episode was. Overall, I love the series. Whether we got more or not, I am content with this show. I was not expecting the last scene. Felt out of tone for the show. A bit out of character for D. Thoughts. Yeah, but I same. do want to see a TV show of D with mechanical arm and her sidekick monster. The kids in the subreddit call it sprinkles. Why? Because the eyes look like sprinkles. What? I don't know. They Wait. just call it sprinkles because it's a funny name. Oh, okay. It's kind of like how way back in the day they called the Cloverfield monster Mr. Grumpy Pants. That's oh, the most okay. 2006 to it. 2010 MGP. name I've ever heard. Looking forward to whatever it's next for the show. Take care and be well, Daniel. Be All well, right. Dan. Will McLaughlin says, no Lovecraft country for old men. Hello Whoa, there, first time you. gang. My name's Will and I've been listening for not super long. Hopped on for the leftovers as I had just started watching it by myself about a month before you guys announced you were doing it. What a great show that was. Jackpot. A true jackpot, I understand, if you don't want to play the clip. Though I will always believe that the best part of that clip is the bulletproof vest, yo. Rest in peace, Prius twins. May you drive eco-friendly through the gates of Valhalla. Anyways... Lovecraft Country. <laughs> I'll keep fantastic. it short in hopes that Steve doesn't banish me. This episode didn't really do it for me. First of all, the first 20 minutes was an insane info dump. Yeah. It felt like if you weren't 100% on board every second, you missed crucial information. I wondered how that played out at the drive-in where you couldn't rewind. It was not good. Yeah, we were looking forward hard. to seeing it again. <laughs> we were like, when's the next? Um, my biggest problem, however, is that some characters' motivations were unclear to me. I just want to know why Christina needs to be immortal. Well, that's because her father um, insisted that women should not have have magic. And but why immortality of and, all things? And his thing was he was obsessed with the immortality spell. Mm. And she wanted to prove that she could do it herself and give him the final fuck you, I guess. And she wanted to experience life. But does again, she just yeah. want to be? Why? From what I understood, she just felt like it'd be a cool thing to do. No, there's a little more to it than that. But yeah, it's a little unclear. But they could I'll describe it better. They could give us more emotional understanding for sure. It's a shame that Tick would die, but like, come on, how cool is immortality? My other gripe is that I wish we could solve these issues along with, with the characters. Yes! Like when Tail Lady realized she had to run into the smoke, I wasn't like, of course! That will release her tails and kill her. I was just <laughs> kind of like, yeah, okay, sounds good. Anyways, yeah. that's exactly. all I've got. Did it make sense? Who Maybe. Is 
Also, I really thought the twins were going to show up when D was in the car, and I was prepared to turn the show off. Especially since in the <laughs> intro, and when the show started and it showed the like name of the episode, there was like a beautiful drawing, and the twins, and the were, twins up were up top, and it was like, okay, I guess yeah. they're coming back. Nope. Thanks for reading my email. Sorry if it was long. Also, Brett's right. Episode six is the best, followed closely by eight. You, you, you need to shoot him, Will McLaughlin. Will, about this episode, very correct. Six is I mean, still my favorite. I mean, it's a great episode. It's a great content. Yeah. Wazy Jass says, hey there, boys and girls. Hope you guys had a lovely week. I certainly had a stressful week filled with several things that aren't really interesting to talk about, but I'm glad we're on to the next one. On the positive side, I found a clip worth sending. You guys kind was you guys while kind of skimming the episodes in preparation for the finale as well as a second clip that describes how I felt when Tick died I know I don't love him as a main character but still the reactions to his death still hit hard that sure was a bit of a doozy of an episode the only criticisms for this show now that the first season is over is that our main characters learned about magic too early on I also think the family stuff between Montrose and Atticus felt forced in every episode, so we don't forget they don't get along always. While I still hold this show in high regard, it's really at its best when the monsters are woven into the background and they talk about events and other racial inequalities in the past that our school systems conveniently doesn't teach us. Agreed. But how about the scene of all of them together singing in the car? That That's scene really made me happy even if it does feel a little out of place especially since the next scene sees tick eat human flesh in the woods <laughs> also i can't believe they let d and woody alone in the woods at night knowing full well that there are actual vampires in those woods damn they really do fucking hate d it's so <laughs> that's good. what i thought too everything in this email it's ridiculous can't wait to watch whatever you guys announce is next, unless it's Game of Thrones. Not down to watch that again. <laughs> Catchy on the flip side. Same. Yashu. Yashu. <laughs> okay, here's the clip. The first clip is called "Talking About." Why is it? Why is it the same name as a file I already have in my folder? Have we played this clip before? Let's hear it. Only one way to find out. What are you talking about? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't what that's that's how that's that's me watching most of these episodes. Yes. <laughs> and then this is the reaction to Tick dying. No. <laughs> oh, okay. No. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Fantastic. All right, final email. Ryan Pounds says, Lovecraft Country Episode 10, Royal Rumble at Artem. Hey, Steve, Alana, and Brett. That's you. Hi, boy. I heard, I'm, I heard of him. <laughs> Happy autumnal equinox. Still processing how I feel about the series overall, but this episode was a bit of a letdown. Just seemed like the writers were like, it's the last episode. Let's just wrap it up and take magic away from white people so everything will feel justified. Everything worked out in the end, but it just didn't seem like there was an any actual reason to go to Ardham. 
D was already healed and they had the book of names instead of hiding and studying the book to fight her later. They bring Christina the one thing she needs on the one day she can complete her spell. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't they just like hide for one day? 100 reasons. Why? Why didn't they just when when the decision happened, when Christina distract her, when Christina comes in and she's like, oh, you have the I realize you have the book. So give me the book and I'll be fine and leave you alone or keep the book. When he said no, like we're keeping the book and I'm not, I thought, okay, well then they're going to well, use the book to their advantage and do some shit. But no, instead, no, the reason why they did that is because they were so sure the plan they had was going to work. Right. I know. But what I was thinking in my head was like, there are so many other options besides those two things. What if potentially they did something that didn't feed right into her perfect plan? You yeah. Know? Like, that would be nice. Basically, the same thing our lovely email is saying. Also, bum, they killed Ruby off screen, and they clearly yes. don't give a fuck about Dee because they left her in the woods <laughs> where all those monsters first attacked them. Do you know, they said that on the HBO podcast, and Misha Green was on it, and they were like, what was the deal with leaving her there, like, gently? And Misha Green was like, I think everybody underestimates D. And I'm like, that's not an answer. She's a tiny child. Oh, this is just yeah, because no. she's got a freaking arm and she went through shit doesn't mean that's an okay. She's a tiny child being attacked by a terrifying monster. And like, it's not an, a coincidence or an accident. <laughs> she's there. They left her there. Overall, loved moments, characters, and ideas presented in this show, but don't think it really did come full, full circle. Can't wait for the next show you guys cover. Love you two horn honk boys and girls. Ryan Pounds from the University of Berkeley, California. Whoa. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye, Lovecraft Country. Well, goodbye, Lovecraft Country. I hope you come back. You were a fun ride. You were an educational, hard-to-watch ride at times. A flawed ride, but a but a fun one that was, was a wild, that's that was necessary. A wild, that was a wild ride. That was it was a wild ride. Wild. I don't regret any minute of it. I don't feel like it was a waste of my time. I I loved it overall. I want more. I'm what a was fan. Your favorite part? I told you when Hippolyta's traveling through time and oh. stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, that's right. You did. Brett, what was your favorite part? <laughs> Uh, when Ruby's skin peeled off yeah. <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. And it was it was awful every time. That's some Cronenberg shit. I loved it. Alana, it was great. what was your favorite part? My favorite part oh, was... The whole dang show. Honestly, my favorite part was learning the histories and then the clothes. Like, there, there really mm. was a lot of stuff. Hawaii didn't do great American history. They were like, well, we can just... Where are we going to fit Hawaiian history? So we'll just put that there instead. I can't blame them because, like, Hawaiian history is important when you're in Hawaii, but there wasn't more time. <laughs> we really skipped a lot in American history. Well, guys, thank you for coming along on this ridiculous ride with us, this show called First Time Show. I want to thank all of our guests that have appeared. I want to thank patrons of the Valley folk that help us keep the lights on and um, just everybody who emailed and messaged and watched along watched along and was very kind and follows us on the Instagram and uh, sent great thoughts and put the time and effort into enjoying this show with us and uh, and listening to the show. Um, we appreciate you. This much needed break is going to be a good time and we hope you guys um, like what we have in store for you. 
I'm so, so ed- I'm, I'm like, be, I'm getting like heart be. palpitations for like Why? anxiety of when are you gonna say the thing? Oh, okay. So, um, <laughs> I, think, so, I feel like you're like, oh, wait, let's not say you're it. making it nice okay, and slow. I, 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 have a, I have a hint. <gasps> wait, you decided to figure it out. Oh, so wait, wait, you just, wait, 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 wait. You I think have a it's plug, a better so if idea. You want to hint it at the end? Let me plug. You first. think it's a better idea to hint it than to say what it is? <gasps> yeah, yeah. Do plugs and then I'll I'll leave us with a quote. Oh, okay, great. <gasps> I love that. People okay. are gonna be really upset with you, Brett. Oh, well, it's <laughs> no, all no, everybody no, no, no. It's hate fun. Brett, not me. <laughs> okay, Alana, <laughs> okay. plug plug away. My plug is I've been so excited to make this plug, but it hasn't been time to announce. There's a podcast that I've been working on with my very best friend. Thank you, Steve. Don't be ridiculous. And it's called Dressed to Kill. Dressed with an E-D. Completely dressed to kill. And uh, it's a podcast where me and my very best friend who works in fashion talk about fashion and action movies and like general story and and representation and female stuff as well. And we're starting with all the Bond movies, so it's kind of just a full Bond podcast right now. I love it. It's launching in November. Brett's excited. I'm excited. Brett, you should be a guest on this. Yes, come guest. Such a good such a good title. I have so I have so bad I such bad fashion. No, you can talk about the other stuff. Let's talk about Bond. (laughs) Yeah. You can talk about Bond. And you know Elma especially is really good at men's fashion, so she always has picks that are like the guys' outfits. So you can still relate to it. It's not just girls' fashion, but she's I better than me. I a piece of that bitch before it <laughs> <laughs> I have one sweater that Jamie says is, is high fashion, and I'm like, it looks kind of stupid. The only thing that you own that is high fashion. That's it. Like, All right, well, whatever. Um, well, so the pod, please, please wear it. Well, we're not doing video yet, unfortunately, but well, it'll be just for us. It'll be just for us. Um, so the podcast itself launches in November, but our Instagram account, our social medias, we're having an issue with the Twitter, but the Instagram account is dressed to kill pod and it's live and come and follow us and get ready for our new content. We're going to be posting stuff to prep for it and it will launch in November and I'm so very excited. All right, well, guys, follow Alana on her dang socials and shit. Uh, Brett, you got any plugs? Follow Alana. Follow Alana, great. All right, well, guys, thank you again for joining us, and now we leave you with (gasps) Brett's tease for the show we're doing. Here's what I want to say. Every day, every day, once a day, give yourself a present. All right, see you guys next year. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.